Welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. This is your host, Mason Bush. Welcome to the show. Today's word, commit your work to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Proverbs 16.3. Hey guys, if you're in the market for a new pair of boots, head on over to coonhuntersupply.com. Check out the Razor Chaps. Razor has teamed up with Yoder Nylon to make some of the best chaps on the market. If you want durability with the chrome to go with it, look no further. Whether you need boots and chaps, pouches, or just apparel, Razor is your one-stop shop for it all. Head on over to coonhuntersupply.com or give them a call at 574-328-0856. Thanks. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. It's a hunting dog public podcast. This is Mason Bush. Uh, Today I'm in Shelbyville, Tennessee with... Ashley Hawkins, how you doing, Ashley? Doing good. Well, <clears throat> we'll talk about later on uh, what I've come here for this weekend. And uh, first off, just just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've been hunting for a long time. Uh, my dad and granddad got me into hunting um, back when I was in high school, about. 16 my dad had hunted back in his younger years and my granddaddy also hunted and just been ever since uh started hunting just really enjoyed being out in the outdoors and of course love working with these dogs talking about your granddaddy was he from this area as well yeah he was from he was from out toward las casas um that's where i'm originally from out in las casas tennessee it's just a little country town right outside of Murfreesboro. I got you. I got you. Um, is that kind of where the coon hunting started? you know if it went before your granddaddy? Or? Um, yeah, that's kind of, I think that's kind of where it started. Um, back before I was born, daddy daddy used to coon hunt some, and, and he kind of got out of it just back in them times, had to work, and just kind of got out of it, and then... Uh, he got back into it. I can remember when I was in about second or third grade, uh, him and a him and a guy um, used to hunt together a little bit. Mike Graves, um, he lives here in close to Shevel here. Um, he he's from Murfreesboro, and uh, him and Dad hunted some, and then Dad got back out of it. And when I got into it, uh, Mike. Mike Graves, which his son hunts now, his name's Ethan Graves. Uh, when I got back into hunting, 
of course daddy reached out to mikey they were they call him mikey they were they were hunting and daddy reached out to him and told him that i had really gotten interested in hunting he'd come out and we went hunting a few times and and uh he they basically um give me my first coon dog i had a dog black and tan if you <laughs> believe that uh, i just bought it off of daddy bought it off of a dog trader and she wasn't she wasn't too much she uh she would trip a coon but not very many and when i when he seen that i had interest in it like i said he i started hunting with mikey and he had some good hounds back then and him and uh we called him big daddy richardson which they were i think they were done some work together or whatever give me my first what i'd call coon dog gotcha she was out of uh beller's pack man old school stuff yeah long time ago how old were you when you got got to rolling um well i i it was probably 16 when i started hunting but i probably didn't start hunting the hunts till i was probably it would probably be 17 to 18 um i started of course started out with just small club hunts and and done the ukc thing a little bit um but then i got to hunting some of the 15 dollar pkc hunts and just it just kind of grew from there got got interested in it and and uh, just kind of give you a goal to strive for when you're hunting these dogs to compete with somebody else i was always involved in sports and the competition end of it is what i really enjoyed right i know it's it seemed to to die down a lot but used to 10 15 years ago this uh this this area was had a lot of a lot of strong hunters yeah that that's for sure that that was one thing that i can always you know i can always say it i uh I grew up around here, and I, I'll just be honest with you, Mason. I think it—that's why I got interested in coon hunting—is just with all the there was a lot of winning handlers when I was younger that lived around here, and uh, of course Ronnie Nickens, he's from Murfreesboro. Um, he started, you know, he's had lots and lots of good hounds, and of course, what we're going to talk to a little bit later. The, coma line of dogs and he uh i was able and fortunate enough to hunt with him and and uh able to hunt with coma um i can remember one night we was pleasure hunting and ronnie was was up hunting and we were we were over there around the road and i don't know if ronnie wasn't feeling good that night or what but he asked me would i go in there and get coma uh me and a buddy of mine kenneth mccurry we went in there and got coma for Ronnie that night and he had I think he had like five coons up a tree which was I always remember that because you know you don't really think at the moment I didn't think I just thought it was I was going in there to get another hound but as we know what he's done for the walker line you know and how his his offsprings have reproduced money winners right he's made a huge impact on huge impact on the walker breed there's a lot of others, I guess. Uh, Kevin Turner was from this area as Kevin well. Kevin Turner. Yep, Kevin was from this area. Um, I met him when we uh, made partnership um, on uh, 
sunrise, but it was a little bit before that. I was hunting dogs. Of course, I had a rat, and I had one called Mighty Mouse. Um, if it wasn't for Mighty Mouse, I guess I can say I wouldn't have son because um, I had him at a young age, and he was just, you know, I don't want to say rat is the king, but when rat come out, he his pups just, they just started so early. And I think back then, you know, we were so used to pups being 18 months old to 24 months old before they really started honing in there. Well, his pups, you know, they was, I, Mouse was 12 months old. and I mean, I was hunting him by himself, taking him and he, tree coons, you know, just, he wasn't perfect, but he, he had the ability and, uh, he was he was out of that famous cross that uh, that they had made on Rat with uh, I forgot that female's name but the uh, one of them won the nationals Prater um, but it was a big time cross it was I think they made it might have made it multiple times um, and something always worked out of that cross but. Uh, Kevin and Avery Bell, um, actually, I didn't want to sell, sell mouse, and they just kept hounding me and hounding me, and they uh, they wind up buying him, and I was able to hunt him in the super, his one year old super stakes, or his first year, I can't remember if it was a one year old or, but anyway, uh, I doubled him up there, and then they took him on after that. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Shaq McCullough wind up with that dog. Um, and uh, that's how I come about getting son. Okay. How old was he when, when you rounded him up? He was done 18 months, two-year-old, was he not? Son, mm -hmm. 13 months old. 13 months, okay. Yeah. He went quite a uh, Kevin and Buzz had bought him, and uh, they Kevin uh, – Kevin was, he couldn't get along with him. He was, he's, he's training the ground a bunch. And, uh, but he always treated a lot of coons and, and, uh, Buzz, whenever I got rid of, uh, when I got rid of Mouse, Kevin told me, he said, but hey, Buzz, me and Buzz has got a young dog up there that he bought. And, uh, he said, he's really nice when he wants to be. He said, but I hate him. I said, he trees in the ground all the time. And uh, they were hard, you know, he was a little bit hard on him. And and uh, he said, I'm done with him. I'm not hunting him no more. And he said, you might could take him and get him, get him straightened out and, you know, might have something there. And uh, like I said, I was, you know, I was younger then, didn't really have the money to put into, you know, a high dollar dog. So me and Buzz worked something out and that's where, Tequila Sunrise come from. Before we get too deep in him, I want to roll back a little bit on okay. uh, on on what he's out of uh, the rat silk slash Kate Cross. Um, it's not many people, or I guess more people may know them. What I think, but he was off uh, that cross, which Kate and Silk were litter mates, right? Or yes. were they half? Were they half? Were they litter mates litter or half sisters? Okay. And, and Sunrise was off. Was Sunrise and Silk was both off Silk. Right. And then uh, Bad Habit was off Kate, which I, I think we looked it up while I go out put uh, 
both of them at well up in the reproducing rankings. So, and another thing is, I grew up right there close to James Farr. Okay. So I, I went 20 minutes from James Farr. I've never met him. I've talked to him on the phone plenty of times, but I've never met him. But uh, trying, to, I, I've tried to get him on the podcast. I think he he raised both Kate and Silk. Am I ain't I right? Yeah, he had both of them. And um, I mean, maybe one day I get him on, get him on here, but. He uh, he really had something special right there, and that, absolutely, that, both of them crosses have made a, a huge impact on on the Walker breed. Yeah, we I mean we know what we know what Rat did for the Walker breed, but I'm telling you them them females there were special. Right. They uh, they they definitely reproduced some things that it's just hard to find in a hound. Another thing, uh, I don't know, did he ever breed them to anything else or breed them again? I've never. I've never asked or never, I've never heard. Um, we bred silk uh, to the hitman dog. It was off a rat that Buzz bought down in Texas. Um, and them pups there, they done good, but they they wasn't, didn't seem near as dominant as, as the rat cross. Um, what's funny about Buzz, he was always the first cross. He says he said that the first cross is always you seem like you get you better hounds on the first cross and i i think now the older i get i i would say there's some truth to that i'm yeah. not saying you can't get good pups out of the same cross but i think you're better in multiple pups out of the first cross seems to there's been a few um like and one of them we'll get to here in a little while that seemed to they've they've, they've made the cross multiple times and Seem to do well. The Power Pack and Easy Cross, they've made it multiple times, and it's right. a lot, they threw good dogs every time. Absolutely. But uh, it's it does it does seem like the, the first cross always seems to do better. But we can fast forward back to Sunrise. Give us a little history about him. You, you got him about 13 months old. Uh, he was training in the ground a lot. Where did would you would you start doing with him to to make him what he turned out to be? Well, I just. Uh, like I said, they, they had been hard on him and for, you know, for due rights. I mean, we know living in Tennessee that a dog trees in the ground, we're going to be in the ground all the time. So that's something that a lot of people lets their dogs do, but I feel like I always was the, the guys I grew up with, uh, I always tried to break them out of the ground. I just, uh, around here where I hunt is a lot of hills and hollows and rock ledges and things like that and if you don't break them out of the ground you're going to be walking up hills and pretty good mountains to to holes and that just don't, that ain't gonna don't cut. sit right with me <laughs> no no because i mean you know you you i've seen times where it it helps but man it, the majority of the time you're not going to see the coon right you know plus i mean too you get in these holes caves and things it, it puts these dogs in danger yeah and then it, it can get expensive too real when quick. you go to try to digging them out so yeah real quick so uh you, you got son uh how long was it before you you knew that you really had something well i'll tell you i i got him one night it, uh the night i went and picked him up with me and buzz and his family and my yeah uh, my wife at the time um we went to eat supper at old Charlie's and 
just being young and, and just so excited about new dogs and things, I, I had to take him the first night and uh, we took him over there um, very close to where I lived. And uh, he treated a coon in there on a, on a little small creek that night and we was knocked it out to him. And, uh, you know, I was thinking the worst when the night I took him, I thought, man, we'll have to go in here, probably get treed, maybe in the ground or whatever. And, and, uh, but he treated a coon while I shot the coon out to him that night and, uh, just started messing with him. Like I said, he was, he was, he was a little skittish human of humans. You know, he was a little funny around them. And my dad, he, he took him over there. He lived just right around the road from him and from me. And uh, he he was off. I don't know. He was maybe maybe in a surgery or something. But anyway, he spent some time with him, just getting in the kennel with him. And he'd put a bucket out there, and he'd just fool with him and pet on him and just try to you know try to take some of that out of him. You know, he wasn't just real shy. He was just kind of standoffish, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You yep. could tell they might have broke his spirit a little bit. May have and, overdone uh, it a touch. Yeah, and he uh, he 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 get in a pen, and feed him baloney, and and I mean he, he just come, you know, he just started coming around. Of course, he got them where he would trust humans again, and uh, it just seems like he just had the, he just started responding to everything, you know, everything we was doing, and uh, his strongest point when he was when he was ever since I had him, he just, he was very independent. It wasn't like, you know, I know these days, these, a lot of these dogs, we, you know, help them out as far as independency. Son was natural born independency. He, uh, he was just, uh, he was, he was natural, wanted to be to himself. And, uh, he was, a he just a type of dog was a real balanced dog. He could tree any type of coon. Um, I got to noticing, um, you know, you can tree coons, anybody's dog seems like they tree coons early. But uh, when we were younger, of course, I hunted late a lot. And he would tree two or three coons, which we're not overrun with coons, but he'd tree two or three coons. And the guys I was hunting with, dogs, you know, might make a den or might tree a coon. But it just seemed like he had the little extra to tree that cold coon and uh he just started progressing from there and like i said the rest is kind of history i started winning with him at a pretty young age i won the breeder showcase um with him the first time that i went down there one one it and that was in back then it was in july and then They'd be the following year is when I doubled up one to two, two trucks back to back. He won a super stake as well, didn't he? He did. That'd been, I think we looked at it. You're, what, you're right. I'm wrong. He he won in July. He won the uh, won the Breeder Showcase. October won the super stakes, and then turned around. Won the two trucks. February and March. So you had a good little run there for six eight months. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a good run. Um, I, there's times I wish, you know, I, I'd hunted him a little bit more and I did. Um, but back then we didn't have the big money hunts. Um, we had good hunts, but 
um, we didn't have like it is today. Right. And, uh, and I had, you know, I mean, we was, you're talking a 20 something year old, um, guy and I've done one, I pop, look around, I've won, you know, 50,000, the two trucks, they counted them at 25 and then I had a 17.5 on the super stakes within eight months. And we had to beep beep, so <laughs> I was like, "Man, do I want to hunt this dog?" And people started calling, and he was just dominant. I mean, the coon hunters that that hunted all the time when they went with him. I mean, you you could just tell he just he was he he wasn't unbeatable, um, but now he had the extra what everybody was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever made it to a late round, I used to. I ain't never been like this since, but. I know some people loves hunting him hunts off, and I do too if I got a good one. But back then, I'd be quiet. Somebody hollered, hunt, it tickled me to death because that's when he shined. Yep. I've always heard he was a layup artist. Absolutely. He's the only dog to this day that I've owned that did not have to have a track to trick on. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but right, he right. did not have to have a track. He would tree coons. It don't matter if it was coming a absolute complete storm downpour, he would still tree coons. I'll never forget uh, at the pro runoff one year in Clinton, Kentucky. Um, he, uh, I think it started raining that night in, uh, I think he treed two or three single coons, treed one on timeout. Cliff Day was my judge. I mean, you just couldn't keep up with the dogs. And of course, he was a big hunting dog and always got sideways. We had to call timeout one time and he had a coon treed and I had to go get him. And then uh, he treed two more coons. I can remember we went over by the old Clinton Club and it was coming. When I'm telling you it was coming a frog strangler, it was coming one. and. Uh, we went in the woods of just a little bit of water in the woods probably and i know this is going to sound far-fetched but a lot of the hunters i hope listening to this will remember that some of the older hunters but when we come out of the woods it was hitting me about shin to knee deep they actually called the only time that i've seen been involved in a pkc event they called the pro runoff off it was storming so bad and lightning and raining so hard they postponed it to the, you know, to the next night. Mm. But with all that being said, he still treed coons. He did not have to trail a coon. Um, he just had a knack for locating coons in trees. You know, I think he done a lot of wind treeing coons. I've seen him tree standing back off trees and it raining and him just standing back under the canopy of the tree. And he was on the tree, tree dog, but just, where the scent was dripping out of them trees. I've seen him, I've seen him tree like that. Mm. He just, he's had a special nose to him. And uh, he it just is unbelievable, really. Not only did he win just, just shy of 100,000, uh, what he done reproduction-wise, as he's made a, a huge impact that way as well. Um, when, how early did y'all, did y'all start breeding him? Mason, I think it was somewhere around 02, maybe 03. 
we started breeding him some. Um, of course, we bred most of the females in off just what he had won. Um, and uh, we started breeding him then. And then once some of the, uh, his first litter of pups, uh, they, back then they had the baby stakes. And I think the first, the I'm not saying it was the first breeding, but one of the first breedings that he had, there was two pups out of that one cross that got in the baby stakes the first year they hunted in it. And man, I tell you what, that really, that, you know, it caught some people's eyes and then they really went to breeding to him. Right. Um, that's why I didn't, back then, That you know, you take now stud fees, I know they're 500, some of them's a thousand. I mean, this semen stuff is, gotten outrageous and dog prices really went up but back then for a a young you know young man four hundred dollars once twice a week that adds up it come in handy (laughs) and just getting started and and uh that's why we just kind of once that picked up we kind of elected to hold off on hunting that much he really that dog really probably wasn't hunted but in the hunts, four years, maybe, maybe four years. And then, mm-hmm. and that, well, I was, we got real selective with that. Um, I had a guy, um, they, he offered us $30,000 for him. That was probably back in 04, 05. And, uh, they didn't have been five, six years old at this time. Yeah. Well, he, it, maybe it was th- when he was three or four. But anyway, we turned it down, and everybody told me how crazy I was. But uh, turned out I made the right decision. He just, it, he just one of them special dogs. I know people talk about him all the time, but he really was special to me. He, he got me jump started. My family jump started, and it's nice to. I've always worked, but it was nice to have. That second income. Second income, yep. supplemental income. It was yep. really a blessing to me and my family for many, many, many years. Um, back then, too, you know, I, I just I think about it a lot. I'm like, man, if we had garments back then, I would have felt so much safer because, you know, we, we can watch them and watch where they're at and watch what they're around and everything. And I was just, back then, all we had was, the beep beeps and the tracker, the little small trackers we could carry on our side, which we thought that changed the game when we went from the bigger antennas to the little small trackers. We thought that changed the game, and now we got the Garmin's. Yeah, there ain't no way I'd cut loose without one now. I don't know how I ever hunted without one. No, not going to now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's it changed everything. Yep. So. Uh cross i really want to talk about i mean you've talked about it before is the sunrise and zebby cross who uh wayne coats on that female is that correct zebby mm-hmm. no i did did you mm-hmm. no i was thinking wayne did yeah um i i owned her um a guy um around around here rooster cook had a female and, and he went and bred that female to old zeb Jenny, that right? Jenny. Yep. Yep. And uh um that's where that that's where that Zebby Cross come in. And I wound up with that female 
Uh, I strictly bought her. She she tree coons and run deer. If that surprised you, <laughs> and uh, I bought her just strictly because of uh, for one she was bred a lot of, had a lot of old time blood on her bottom side, but back then uh, Barry and Zeb was just I mean they were hot you mm-hmm. know, um, but she it turned out to be a it wasn't like she was one of these females that I give a lot of money for or nothing. Just, she was just a good bred female and, and, uh, I liked her way her papers lined up and it wound up being a, being a good cross. Yep. I know we talked about, I don't know if it's been three or four times that cross was made. Um, I'm not sure. At least, at least three. Yeah. And uh, like I said, you had Poison Whiskey. We talked about SmackDown, Bob Barker, Rage, History, Shorty. Um, they, I know there was one female. She ended up in Alabama, North Alabama. I can't remember her name. I talked to that boy on the phone a few times about her, mm-hmm. but I cannot think of that guy's name. I'm thinking... <clears throat> Eric something I, I believe that's his name I can't remember I'd, I've not seen him since since then this would have been 2011 12 13 something like that yeah but uh yeah she ended up down there and I, I'd hunted with her a few times she was a good little female like you said we just kept making that cross it seemed like every time we'd make it man it one of them pups would show up and do some winning mm-hmm. you know and it and uh like I said, back when we made that cross at that time, we didn't know what the 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 Zeb Sunrise Cross was going to do. Right. You know, um, I know we'll talk about that a little bit later, but that right there, just out of them litters, is kind of when people started looking like, hey, there it's going to cross out with this the swipe out or Zeb line. You know, it's all coma and and. Uh, goes back to like i said it's kind of history really because me being fortunate enough to be living here around ronnie he raised coma and then everybody knows what coma did and it's funny how it it all goes back to locals putting Mm -hmm. things together i know a lot of people's heard the podcast with the with barry and billy and all them it seemed like all these big crosses sometimes people puts their heads together local people and and it seems like it turns out make the biggest impact on, on the you know Walker breed. You take Murphy's Barrel to the to the Arkansas line. It's just think of the dogs and the and the dog men that's come. Unbelievable. It's it's crazy. If 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 you put a if you sat down and wrote down names, there's no telling the money winnings that that would be accumulated even back when it wasn't as big as it is now the money winnings and the fine dog men yep. that come from them areas yep and take the northwest corner of alabama and, and northeast corner of mississippi throw in there it's it's i'd say it's 80 percent of your coon hunting yeah i can remember when we used to the state race and all you know everybody they run them boy it was when you went to that Tennessee championship, whether it was east or west that year, you better have your 
cutthroat. <laughs> Better have your lunch packed. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, like y'all and Kevin and your Jeff, Jeff Travis was running back then. Yep. Um, Barry, and then you had Fergie, and then Clay. Clay. Um, and it was it was huge. Absolutely. It was a lot huge. Of fun, a lot of fun times. Yep. We talking about that son and Zevi cross. I had one we called Shorty, and he was talking about the the layup dog. I've he's the only dog I've ever had that could lay up cones like that. Um, I'd have him on a leash walking back to the truck, and he'd stand up on his back feet and just just fall tree. And I'd, I'd unleash him. He would he'd go ten yards. He might go fifty yards, and he'd he'd tree a coon. I, I've never seen nothing like it ever since. Loved possums. Yeah. <laughs> I never could get him broke off possums, and that, that hurt me a lot. I remember one night I was in a cast. He treed two possums, and I still ended up with 400 plus. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it is. I was intelligent. Meat dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that may have come from some of that, that bottom side. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It's uh, like I said, that he threw that. That's one thing about his dogs. I, I really I really believe, and, and I think that people have seen that he threw some of that natural independency and that that better nose than them dogs sometimes it might be too good mm -hmm. but uh, <laughs> they they definitely they definitely he helped in that department right and a big thing with uh son dog son reproducing is the females that he threw that's what everybody talks about the females that he threw we could go on for for days and days talking about the females that he threw and, and what they want and, and what they reproduced. Um, I wished I could remember them all, but man, I, like you said, there was, it wasn't just one cross. It didn't seem no. like it was just multiple crosses. I know there were some better than others to suit me, mm -hmm. but it seemed like as a whole, um, er, you know, all the, a lot of his females was went on to reproduce. Well, just just like clone, she's the yeah. the most reproducing female, and, I, and we looked a while ago to shy. I think six six hundred thousand dollars, and like I said she was off of what do we say? She's off sunrise and a wife out female. Peaches. Peaches. Peaches was off. What was Peaches off of? I don't remember, but. Billy's going to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep up with all of it, but um, I think Peaches was off Zeb again. Maybe. Um, I mean, I, I can't remember, but anyways, the clone and then um, Bebe. Look what Bebe's done. She, she right. was off Sunrise. National cool. champion. Um, reproduced threesome. Uh, the slim dog. Um, I mean, I, I there, there's tons that we could go on. I was trying to think of one while ago that Smoky Mountain Faith, she was off yep. sun. She, You're right. I had forgot about her a while ago. Yep. Um, I said we could go on and on and on. That that Roxy female, we've we've yet to figure out. <laughs> uh, she's had one pup and had nearly eighty thousand dollars. I can't. I don't I don't know what what, what that had been but you know you mentioned clone a while ago Did you know she uh that wasn't a mistake I know if you've listened to Billy and them's podcast it was seemed like it was destiny now that you think about it fate <laughs> yeah 
But uh, he come to breed peaches to rat. And uh, rat, he was funny about females and if some he had bred so many. If they wasn't just right, he sometimes wouldn't fool with them. But I, I always kid around. I, I said something to Billy before. I think Peaches intimidated Rat because he'd have needed a stepping stool for her. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, I never. Billy had done a bunch of winning with her, and Buzz called me and he said, "Hey, Billy and him's down here, and we's gonna breed Peaches to Rat and." He won't breed her. He said, I don't know if she's not in or whatever. And uh, McAfee, I think it was, it brought her brought her down here. And uh, he come over to the house, and my son bred her, probably had her bred in 15 minutes. And uh, that's where you got clone. Yep. Um, and another thing, that litter, I think there was, I don't know how many she had, but I know two was all that was survived and one was clone and one scott engel had a male dog and he died before he was a year old yeah and he was doing really good yep i think she had 10 within two or three days um eight of them died right and then i think billy said he sent both of them clone and and that male to scott and he was going to give scott that other one for for keeping clone and i think around a year old he'd got some some kind of fluid and ended up having a hole in his heart Mm. is what what billy said so yeah i remember when that happened i don't i don't really know a lot about it but like i said i mean look at that i mean what's the odds of that happening yep just think them other nine just imagine what they could have been they may not clone may have been the best one out of the the bunch but right lord the, I, I don't the, it's hard to, it's hard to say that she wouldn't be yeah i mean that but she look would what be. she's reproduced. Yeah. I'm talking about top, top, top dogs as far as PKC goes. Yeah. I mean, it's most of them are in the history books. Oh, it's, it's like uh, Jesse Jane, $1,000 bill, whole nine yards, uh, Cadillac style, um, American Express. American Express. Um, man, it could go on and on and on. That American Ace dog. Off of uh, off the Mojo yeah. and Clone Cross. He now, I think wasn't Express out of Misty. Jean yeah, Frazier. Jean Frazier's, which she was off Sun as well. Off of Sun as well. Yep, yep. That's what I'm saying. I, that's, that's one thing that I'm proud of. It's it's it. His females have really really done their part, as far as the Walker breed goes. Um, he had some good male dogs, but I guess if you doing what we're doing right now talking about things you you've got to you've got to you know um talk about his female the females that he produced yeah they definitely they seem to stand out a a lot more mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of good male dogs out of him even in winnings i think the females stood out yeah not saying there wasn't you know some good dogs you know like i i uh I finished uh, the live wire dog. He was off son and a, a uh, Elmo female that Lewis Dean had in Mississippi, and uh, that goes back to pretty much the the coma and Sun Cross. Same thing as the some of the yeah, uh, wipeouts. If you really study these breeds and look look back, the the coma wipeout sunrise is especially it, in the last twenty years. Absolutely. Yep. 
it's, it's history. It's, yep. you, all you got to do is, if you research it, it's there. Yep, absolutely. It speaks for itself. I had another one off of him. He was off of a second, or maybe a Naylor bred female. His name was Mr. Sunday. Uh, he was off of, I don't know who owned who owned this female, Hauser Star. I don't know if she. That was the female that reproduced the two baby stakes winners. Okay. I had one. Yep. Uh, his name was Mr. Sunday. There was a woman that lived up here that had one off that cross as well. The Sunday's Sunny, best. Well, no, Sunny Delight. Sunny Delight. Yep. You're right. Yep. 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 Um, they bred that dog for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he reproduced, but. Um, but uh, I had Mr. Sunday got a truck ticket with him. He wasn't a, a big hunter, but he was he was good enough always by himself and tree coons. I liked him. He wasn't his little bitty short dog with a bulldog head. Oh, yeah. But he was my buddy. I I, I kicked myself <laughs> in the tail every day for selling him just how close me and him were. But I'd say the history dog out of the Zeb Cross probably was the biggest reproducer out of sun if you – you know what I mean? If you, right. if you want to, yeah. Out of that, as far as him reproducing, I'd say he's he do, he's done the best. I I still have one off uh, off history. Oh really? Yep. He's uh, fixed turned thirteen years old. Goodness. My old Pete, my old Pete. No history repeats itself. Um, I made him a gold champion. He's a uh, he was wild hundred a hundred type dog always by himself. He'd get out of pocket a lot on you, but uh, as far as just no coon dog, he's. I tell you, a male dog that 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 just popped in my head that I had forgotten about too, is the Pete dog that the Stylers had up there. Yep. It was Images. Uh, Images dad. Mm-hmm. Was it Flat Style- Run Pete? Yeah. Yeah. He was off a of son. Okay. That dog reproduced pretty good. He had some. He had some pretty pretty decent pups. That one that uh, that Nikki and them had. Nowhere, son. Yep. Yep. You say Duke, uh, Duke made that cross, that correct? Yep. Yeah, that was, was a like, good cross. There was some more off that litter. I can't think of them. I can't think of all their names either. Um, I know Duke had a female that was was he loved, and something she she died or something. I can't remember what happened, but she didn't. She had had a lot of money winnings, and and uh, she passed at a real young age. Um, but that was a real cross. That nowhere son dog. I, I tried every way in the world to, I tried to buy him. Um, but Nikki wound up with him. I think Nikki's actually had some semen or something. I don't know if he still got any, but, uh, that was one of the good crosses on son. Of course, everybody nowhere. She, she done her right share of winning and reproducing too. Yep. I think, she, this may be wrong, but I'm thinking she started out as like an, just an old trade dog or something, and Duke got her and and, and really made something out of her. Yeah, what was she out of? Was it Bone, bone Collector? No, nah, I think she'd have been. I think Bone was Bone out of her. Bone was out of her. I think so. I can't remember what. She was connected to Bone somehow. Yeah. It's hard to keep up with all these breedings, ain't it? Yeah. Um, another female that, uh, that, that has done a, a huge part is Fancy, Jig's mama. Yes. And, um, uh, she had, what, 
Was Bone Collector? Bone Collector was off of Homer, and I hit me. Homer was Jigs. Jig, okay. Jigs and Fancy, right? Yeah, that's right. But I was thinking Bone may have had a little son in him. No, Jigs was out of Fancy and Homer. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. I was thinking Bone somehow was connected there. but That Homer dog, um, the year I won the Super Stakes with Sunrise, um, my daddy was in the um, was in the the lower division, and the, him and the Homer dog was in the finals together. Okay. Who had Homer? It wasn't Pipe, was it? No. Um I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, I want to think Jarvis. Okay. And another guy were maybe partners on that dog. I got you. Another female we was talking about a while ago was the uh, the shine female that Mark and Coy had. Yeah. Done done a bunch of big winning. You know, Mark really liked her. Me and Mark went pleasure hunting last night, and we talked a lot about her. Uh, Fergie made that cross. with. He said, I think he told me it was a female off Gouger and Snug, and uh, bred, her to, bred her to son, and it got um, shine. There was another one off that cross that he had. A deer hunter killed her in a management area. He said she was a real nice female, but... It just goes to show you these these females off him have really played a huge part in the breeding program throughout the last twenty years, I guess. Now it's t- yeah. 20. Did Shine die of an early age? I don't think so. Um, he said he sold her to a man from Lexington. He told me his name, hmm. but uh, I'm not sure. She got hot in the hunts there at one time. Um, going back to son being in the ground, that's what Mark said. That uh, he had to break her from the same thing. He said she is a lower end strike dog, and that she'd just just go in there and just fall tree. He said you'd have to sometimes she'd get in the ground, and uh, he said she wasn't too hard to break. But but I think what, she was. What a, starts all that? I <clears throat> I think is. Son, he absolutely hated a coon. I know all our dogs don't like coons. That's what they're bred to do. But I'm telling you, he literally hated coons. You, If you was on, back then we had a lot of meat hunts and things or whatever. And if you, um, if you put a coon in the truck or something he he's destroyed <laughs> two or three dog boxes in his lifetime i had a guy hunted him for me down in mississippi back when we were breeding him david pickles and uh, he had some good safe hunting big bottoms and things and and uh, he hunted him some like if i was gonna get ready to go to a pro hunt or something he would hunt him up because around here it's just so uh, so many roads i was scared to hunt him and if you leave him, he he'd tear the liner out of a dog box. And he, if you left him in a box and hunted another dog, he would set. I've seen him lick and slobber, 
and lick and slobbered be running down the bed of the truck with mix of blood <laughs> till his tongue bleed wow. in, in a dog box. Just he just he's just hated a king. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And that shorty dog I had, he was like, he he was crazy like that. And I wanna bring uh Chad Smotherman up. I know y'all were partners for, for a little while on Sun. Uh Chad was real good to me and gave me that first dog, which was off the like I said, was off the Sun and Zebby Sun and Zebby Cross. Yeah. And that's what really kick started me and he ended up sending me another dog down there to hunt for a little while she was uh he was, was a male dog off sun and a hellbelly female i think they called her hell's bells um i don't know if you remember i do y'all making that cross he yeah. sent me a male dog off and you talking about wild <laughs> run everything uh, yeah chad he he's the one that he come in after buzz son was getting a little bit older and and uh, of course you know, Buzz, he's had his share of stud dogs and things. He, at that time, they was that's when he had was in on track, man. So he he kind of elected to get out on Sun there. But uh, Chad Chad come in on him there a few years, a uh, few years there, and that's when me and him was hunting old Bob Barker out of the Zebby Cross in Sunrise, and. Uh, we were going to some hunts and things and and uh then shortly thereafter um that's when my daddy my daddy uh chad was building homes and stuff and got busy and and my daddy wound up buying buying him out uh we had made our mind up at while we were going to do was try while he was older is just try to collect some semen off yep. of him um we if that's anybody listening that thinks they got a good stud dog or breeds a dog at a young age, you need to find out at a young age what they're going to reproduce because, and I mean, Scott Engel's a perfect example. You know, he when, when he got Mojo and figured out that he was a reproducer that he was, he, he started collecting semen. Right. And that's what we waited around to – we got some at an early age, but nothing like we should have. Right. And now I wish I had of, because there's only limited amount out there off of Sunrise. And uh, and we just started a little bit too late. But Mason, I, you'll see the older you get, you, you, breed, you breed these dogs and you don't know what they're going to do till you say, well, I'll know in two years. But really, it's it's more like, four or five right. and then if you've not prepared it's too late too late yep it always seems to to me i'd rather breed to a three four five year old dog than a seven eight nine year old dog right i don't know the count should be better uh exactly. I, I feel like the the sales that they that they make will be better um so i i'm with you on that they just think of all the dogs that that if they had a new, like just take, let's just say Zeb, for example. I mean, what would that be worth today? Kitty what B. would Coma be worth today? And that, the only reason I'm saying them, these, these, these dogs are from Tennessee. It's what we all like to hunt. And I mean, there's just no telling what something like that would be worth these days. Right. And that's why I say if you if you think you've got something, 
better try early, even if you got to do it artificially. And that way you'll know before, you know, before it, it gets, get too old. Right. I tried uh, collecting that peat dog that I got off history, and we messed around until it was too late. His count wasn't good enough to Freeze. to collect. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I've only got to breed him a time or two, and some, I know, one litter, uh, the female was from around here, Umberger had her at one time, uh, uh, Winona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I still, I own her. Oh, really? She, she's still alive, yep. Boy, she 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 was full of herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she makes Barker, noise. Oh, yeah. yeah. Barker, she'd get treed, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I bred Pete, which is one of history, Dr. Winona. And I don't know if you know Josh Michaelis, that little brandy female he talks about all the time. She's off at Cross. Oh, okay. So, um, she's another one. It's, she's just like her mama, Wild Barker. That. Yep. Yeah, him yep. and Jed's partners on her. Mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, we can move on a little bit. Did you, was there any off-son that you, you kept pretty much until they died or, or, or uh, any? Bob. Bob. I kept Bob Barker um, okay. until he, he passed. And then uh, trying to think, what else did we? Of course, Zebby stayed She's not off a son, but she she was one of the, my best f- females. She stayed till she passed. Um, trying, to, I sold, I sold a lot of them. Um, the live wire dog that I placed second in the Super Stakes the year that Spice Girl or whatever won the Super Stakes, I sold him to J.C. Ellis uh, that year. Had another one called Dixie off of Sunrise. I was third in the Super Stakes with her. Uh, Bobby Fairchild owned her. We sold her to JC after the Super Stakes. Uh, I think I've read somewhere that Son had produced a national champion. I think he's produced a world champion. Um, truck winners, multiple Super Stake winners. I think he's one of the only few that's uh, that's produced a dog that's that's won um, every major event, not not necessarily a, a PKC world, but maybe a UKC world. Right. I think he's he's produced a a dog that's that's won at least every every major event there is. Yeah. So he's he's made a huge impact on on the Walker breed. How how much longer was it? I guess you had um, Harry Balls next. Is that right? Yes. When, when did he come along? Um, I started hunting for Billy, um, Cochran and, uh, of course he, they were breeding Harry then. And, uh, you know, I, I, it always in the back of my mind that, you know, sunrise was Harry on the bottom. And, uh, I thought, you know, I got to thinking, well, if we could line some of them sunrise females up, you know, if, uh, It'd be kind of line breeding, you know, and uh, I, that's when when I got got Harry half a Harry from Mister Cochran. We I was hunting. Uh, we started hunting dogs for him, just ha- taking them to the hunts. He was trying to trying to get Harry going far as the super stake sire and things. And I know you remember back then. It was like you put puppies in the right people's hands. 
of a repro dog that reproduces that's that's better advertisement than than any facebook or american cooner or what it's the you know people started noticing these pups winning and he had a bunch of them hairy balls pups and some right people's hands and i mean we started started winning with them and of course i was always tried to be good to my customers on sunrise and take care of them and uh, a lot of them come back and you know bred because i had harry you know and and uh just repeat customers you know and uh i think one of uh harry's uh first pups mark sullivan won super stakes was it uh cotton balls yep cotton balls sure did one to one year old super stakes okay that would have yeah. been about two, i think he said 2010 yeah and uh that was a good cross that they made on her that wild irish rose female uh, i tell just like i keep bringing up ronnie's name of course he's local and i always looked up to him but he uh he had wild irish rose here okay and then they bred her to to um um let's see was it clover she was off she clover. was off clover mm -hmm. and uh <clears throat> that's that's it's kind of funny everything like i said it keeps coming back to local mm -hmm. but uh mr cochran got her and and uh she reproduced she was a definitely a definitely a reproducer we talked about that that letter a while ago uh you say, that was made multiple times. Her and Harry was made multiple times. Okay. You had the cotton balls litter. I had the dirty white boy dog. It was out of a different litter. You had noisy little S. She was out of the first litter, I think, out of Rose. And was mini balls off I, that litter? No, she wasn't off of. She wasn't off of that. Well, not out of Rose. But no. that's the one I started hunting for. For Billy in the hunts. What about tiny, was it tiny balls? Was he off at was it the off at cross? I think so. Um, Matt, M Mike, Michael, or Matt—they're twins. I don't know which one had her, but she done she done some winning. Um, when we run that for for a little while, Harry was done up in age. Whenever we started breeding him, and we had a good little run with him, um, but uh, I still got some semen off him. Uh, that we use every now and then. He uh, he put a lot of drive into his dogs, and he kind of complimented Sunrise line of dogs. He put some barkers out there. <laughs> I guess it was he directly off Harry? Mm-hmm. Okay. And Brown's little peg. Brown's little peg, she's in the top reproducers in UKC. I got you. And she's about as close as uh, River Bend flag bred as you're gonna you're gonna get these days. Yeah, uh, Travis Brown, he's had a lot of good females. He uh, he he had had her out there. He was all grand. That's when that was a big thing there. At one time, you know, it kind of faded away, but it yeah. it had its time, right place. So from Harry Balls, uh, where'd you go from there? Uh, let me think here. What was I hunting in? Uh, 
caught me off guard. Yeah, I know you, you had boy, and then we can talk about. Uh, yeah, that's what it, I, I hunted white boy. Okay, that's what I had, and we Allie. That's about time she she uh, started hunting. Uh, white boy was was her dog. Uh, we wind up wind up giving her him to her. Um, she uh, she had got her own little story herself. I wish she could be here. Um, she started hunting with me when she was real little, and I've got a picture of her standing at the tree with sun treeing. I, I googled sunrise. Uh, I think today or yesterday is gonna get some pictures for a post for, to advertise this, yeah. and that picture of uh, you and her standing at the tree with a with sunrise. It, yeah, it, she it, was it, young then. Oh yeah, she looked like she's about uh, three, four I years guess old. I guess she found her love with the coon hunting in, which she don't hunt much anymore, but she still loves it. Um, like I said, white boy, I, that was her dog, and he was real easy to call, and that's where she kind of got her start with the youth. Uh, the little rascal, the first time I ever took her to a hunt, she hunted in the uh, Tennessee State Championship Youth Championship and uh, won it, so she was earned from, <laughs> from the start. Right. <laughs> She oh. went on. I mean, everybody knows, but she went on to win the youth world. And I'm guessing, of course, you were there when when she won it. Absolutely. You remember about? Um, you remember much about them cast? You walk along or? I yeah, I I walked along. Um, some people didn't didn't care much for that, but you know, it his sport with girls is just a little bit different than a you right. know a boy and yeah and. Uh, but yeah, I walked along some of them casts. She had some had some good casts and beat some good dogs. Uh, funny story. I I we were sitting at a table in there. I'll never forget this. I can't remember if it was a youth world or it might have been the Tennessee State Championship. And you, if you're ever around the youth much, them boys they just talk and cut up and play. And it's we were sitting at a table. And I was just listening. One of the little little boys asked the other one, said, uh, how'd you do tonight? And uh, he said, I got beat. And that little boy said, who who did you draw? And that little boy said, that girl over there. And uh, that little boy started laughing at him. He's like, you got beat by a girl? <laughs> and uh, that little boy, that other little boy said, yeah, and if you draw her late, you're going to get beat by her too. <laughs> She's got a good dog. Uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. I thought I'll never forget that long as I, oh, long as I live. <clears throat> You'd kind of slowed down there for a few years, didn't you? Somewhere around that time? Yeah, they started playing. The kids started playing travel ball. Uh, she was involved in basketball and, and, uh, my youngest, she come along. She never was much on hunting, but she played sports too. And we kind of done the family basketball, travel ball thing, and for a few years there, and and uh, I slacked up. You know, just I feel like it was an important time of years for them girls, mm -hmm. and uh, so they're they're about grown now. My youngest one just turned eighteen. Of course, Allie's married. Um, she got married. She actually married a, a coon hunter and a uh, Randy Leonard's son, Cody Leonard. 
and uh, it's kind of funny. They uh, they met at I forgot at a youth hunt or something somewhere, and just started talking. It it's kind of funny how it evolved, you know, being being around the coon hunting world. Right. But uh, they live up in Galax, Virginia now. They're not hunting much. So I told told her and Cody the other day they had like five to ten years before I if I had to ever lay it down they was going to have to pick up the slack I needed a handler <laughs> but Cody he lost his dad and Randy he had won I think he won the UKC world hunt he'd won the PKC world hunt um, he was an avid I mean he hunted and handled dogs and that's all he ever done yeah was coon hunted and he lost a bout with COVID and uh, passed away. And and I think that's part of the reason, you know, Cody just, he, you know, misses his dad and probably hunt and probably bring back memories. But I was talking to Allie the other day and they had an anniversary and I was talking to her and she said she told Cody one day they was, she wanted her kids to hunt. So they, he, he might as well. Uh, get ready because they she wanted them you know to be able to go and with both parents you know or grandparents was hunters and it's just something she wants wants her kids to at least try not gonna make them do it but if at least try and show them what what their grandparents did right randy won the pkc world i guess in 2012 with awesome and that's the first year I'd ever went to the youth world. And I got in the final six that year. Oh, okay. And um, I, I went up there with Tim Tucker, and Tim got second. I got in the final six. We both made it to Saturday night, and uh, Tim got second with Juicy Fruit. Randy went on to win it to uh, with, with Hard Time Awesome, the English yep. dog. He you was a coon dog. Yeah, once. He was a coon, coon dog. dog. Nothing yes, flashy, but he was a coon dog. Yep. He would flat. He did flat, put him on a limb. He won the UKC World, wasn't it? John the Baptist. Yeah, which is Jason Buller's dog, wasn't it? Yeah, well, uh, awesome uh, was off was uh, owned by Bullard as well. But I hunt, I hunted with uh, with with John at the uh, at the youth showdown. Somebody, Cody may have been hunting him then. Uh, we both got beat, but uh, he had just won the the UKC World, I believe. Randy was a <clears throat> he was a hard hunter, man. He hunted Cody. I, I didn't really I knew he had to as successful as he was, but Cody said he might miss a night or two a week, maybe. But most of the time he hunted every night, mm. which that's what he done for his living. Is it? Mm-hmm. So he done well with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh me, well. I guess uh, kind of brings us up to to now. Um, I know y'all had the the Uncle Walter dog you hunted a little bit, uh, which is litter mate to Z and and Marv. Uh, y'all sold him to Parker, is that yes. correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, good ham. Yep, I like him. I've driven him two or three times. I like him. Parker's a good boy too. He's real good boy. Um, <clears throat> so it brings us to to Lou. I guess well, you, you said you had a, a Willie female as well. I do. Yeah. So. We've got, we've tried to, um, now that I've decided to bring some of this sunrise semen out, uh, we've tried to get us two or three 
top females or or I tried to get in on a two or three top females um me and Jacob Edmison um become partners there he asked me to handle Walter in uh in the super stakes and uh, of course he's local um he's younger than me but he's always coon hunted and, and everything and he asked me to hunt, handle Walter in the super stakes and I uh, wind up getting what I finish in the super stakes third. No, was it second? I can't remember. Osage Orange won, and that, he beat me. Beat me in the last five minutes. That's what it was. I wind up second with Walter, and then I bought half of Walter from uh, from Jacob, and. Uh, because I knew Z, you know, Z had been just killing the hunts and dusting, and and uh, they, uh, Walter was the same cross, and of course, that, having stud dogs in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, you know, here's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't know what they were going to do, whether they would ever breed Z or not, and of course, him being the litter mate, you could, he done his share of winning. You know, he didn't – Walter wasn't pushed in a bunch of hunts, but we wasn't hunting a lot of hunts around then. But he's definitely was a nice hound. And and uh, we really wasn't looking to sell him. We were going to try to run some of the bigger hunts. And and Parker, he, uh, he called and we put a price tag on him and he bought him, so – the rest is history. I think he's been breeding him some, and I think some pups is doing decent out of him. Yeah, I saw uh, he posted not too long ago a, a pup out of him. Won something. I'm anxious to see, um, like I was talking about time earlier, I'm anxious to see what what Z's going to do, what he's going to do far as the you know reproduction end of it. Yeah. Uh, sometimes these dogs, it seems like, I know you've seen it. You've been around long enough. You see that sometimes they're better reproducers than they are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a true stud dog really will reproduce better than they are. Yeah, supposed uh, to. But now we all like winners, and that's why we breed the winners. Right. But, but uh, it's, uh, I don't know, these hunts has gotten so big nowadays you know, seems like everybody's got a gold or a platinum champion. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to. I mean, you can, you might as well just throw that out now. As much as much money as these hunts pay. Yeah, I know it. You can it's win a, one cast and, and be a platinum. Yeah. Now, so and nothing wrong with that. But no, it, not at all. Twenty years ago, the dogs that these like like Sunrise, y'all were, y'all were out here grinding. It 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 is a lot harder to win a hundred thousand back then than it is you now. You take you take like sunrise and it, i i don't know all the dogs names the cracker dog what he done in his time is unreal yep moose moose was in very limited hunts and yep. 96 97,000 unbelievable yep it just the opportunities wasn't there but i'm i'm glad the sports advancing a lot of people don't like it they say it's a money thing or a rich man's game but i've i I don't really – I feel that to a certain extent it might be a rich man's game, but it, it, 
it's not if you if you've got the right thing on the end of your dog lead i feel like you know and you work hard you can pay a 500 hundred dollar entry fee or or buy back up at the world hunt or i'm just glad that we got an opportunity to compete at that level right and have have um you know have the resources to to that it's growing like that i i don't think money changes things all the times a lot of people says well you get big time money in it um you have problems you're always gonna have problems we had problems 20 years ago yep it's just i i think it's it's changed the game it's it the dog market's as good as it's ever been right now puppies are selling as high as they've ever sold right now opportunities is out there as as good as um they are right now uh, i think you know we we you know if you social media coon hunters you see the change of rules you see change of of hunt the way the hunts the money in the hunts how to qualify but i think in all in all with with what i like to hunt i think the organizations does a good job of of giving everybody an opportunity if you want to play just the pro classic stuff you won't pay a high dollar entry fee you can win big money yeah if you want to with the michael moody thing you know how they how you get qualified and you just keep advancing you know for the smaller man if he wants to go that route he can go that route and get to the big money right i think there's only so much that they can do and i you're not going to suit everybody but as a whole i feel like they're doing as good as they possibly can to to make it good enough for the hunters uh, as they can. Yeah, what do you think? I, I agree 100%. There's there's something for, for every level of hunter. No, if you want to spend $35 or if you want to spend $6,500, there's something for everybody. Um, just like you said, they, they were problems 20 years ago, but we didn't have the social media to expose it then. That's right. You didn't have ProHound. You didn't have Facebook for everybody to get on there and give their opinion. Exactly. And so, that's that's the only difference. Yep. I mean, you, you're going to have problems. You're going to have somebody that's going to be upset. Um, I, I got on ProHound. I hardly ever post on ProHound, but they didn't post uh, none of the finalist pedigrees last night on Superstakes. And I got on there a little aggravated about it and Roger Dale come on there and said something, but uh, you, you ain't going to please everybody. And I'm sure they were busy. They, they, um, they held the youth world with the conjunction of the super stakes this year because of the uh, circumstances of deer hunters and, and landowners up there. But it's hard to please everybody, no matter, no matter what you do. Our, us hunters looking in too. I, I, I think a lot of us, and I'm just as guilty as anybody, you fail to realize what it takes to put something that size on. Yeah. I don't know how many dogs they put in the woods at the super safe at the time, but you just take the world hunt in general to put that many dogs in the woods night in, night out, and have guys and have try to have. I mean, it's got to be. Uh, you put in, I think they average eleven to thirteen hundred dogs the, the week of the world hunt. Wow. So imagine, and, and they're all within a hundred mile radius. Yeah. So. Uh, it's I mean, David Dial handles a lot of a lot of the guides, so that's job. he does a real good job. And I know you're gonna have a few bad bad guides that I'd love for every guide to walk along with the cast, but it's it's impossible. 
It, it really is. Yeah, it's a. Thank goodness we got these garments and stuff now. That helps us. Yeah. Helps us out. Uh, these cell cameras are have killed coon hunters. <laughs> they, they've been a little hard on us, <laughs> especially up in them areas where yes. you know TV has gotten. Oh man. It's uh, but it's just like our sport. I mean, it's it, it's growing. Social media. Yep. Uh, advertisement, podcast, um, TV. It's just it's it's making making it a little harder on the harder on the coon hunters. Um, but I mean, everybody thinks it's a dying sport. But I remember I looked this week. Uh, I think both nights there was around eighty youth hunters. The year I got in the final six, I think there was about forty of us. Um, that's it's growing. Yeah, uh, everybody thinks that that part of it's dying, but they they had twice as many youth hunters. Now, if they do, then I feel like I had to hunt against a lot harder competition. You had Dustin Weed, the Robertsons, uh, Cody Leonard, yeah. um, Chase McCaskill, all them boys back then. Right. That was I feel like I had to hunt. Tough, tough group. Yeah, I feel like I had to hunt against a, a lot tougher group than than these kids do now. A lot of them hunters are still being really successful. Absolutely. But uh, this world hunt moving to March, I'm kind of anxious. I'll, I'll, I'm, I love fall hunting, uh, but with a little bit less leaves, I think, I think it's gonna. I think I'll like it. I, I do too. I think a different dog's gonna start winning. I do too. I think it'll take a different type of hound. Um, hopefully, it'll be more type of hound I like to hunt. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yep, me too. Something has to ease their nose and not some of these ambush dogs mm-hmm. just run around looking at coons climb. But anyways, um, I, I think it's, I think the sport's heading in the right direction. Uh, just like that Calcutta thing there. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, it's growing. I, was, I really haven't looked at it to see how it works. I need to, I need to do that. But, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really getting big West and, uh, J.R. Wall, they've done well with it, and it's it's paid back pretty big. Well, that's good. So uh, between that and I think Joy's got a few things coming up. Uh, I saw UKC; they're fixing to start a, a pro like a pro hunt type series. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They released it. Uh, I guess yesterday. Uh, they released think, the information uh, about it. I think diff- different organizations um, competitions good. Yeah. That just it, it's going to make pkc better it'll make ukc better it'll make pro sport better i think different you know everybody trying to better better the better the game i think it's the you know i think it's going to be the best for us yeah. as far as hunters go um it's like pro sport i know a lot of people talk but I, to me they got the best they got the best thing going in my opinion yeah it'll walk you to death for an old man it'll walk you to death um but It'll, it definitely gives the busiest hound the best opportunity to win. Yep. I mean, you take, you put all, you keep all them cast members together. It's, it, it's hard to cheat when you got three other men sitting you there looking that, at right. you. Um, I like the no leash lock. It gives, it gives every, I mean, all four dogs opportunity, opportunity to compete for an entire two hours. Right. Like I said, you are going to walk a little bit more the way these dogs are hunting now. They're going in four separate directions, uh, a mile apiece. So, there's pros and cons made in in all of it. Um, of course, I'm on 
I'm going to support them all. Uh, I'm one of them people. I, when I like to go, I like to go. And when, when I don't, I don't. I don't hunt a lot in the hot part of the summer, but I'm going to try to try to start going to some going to some more events. Yeah. They don't have too many hunts. They have about one a month. Once, one a month. We're fixed to have one in uh, in uh, Somerville, Tennessee, November. Okay. Yeah, That'll be to, a good one. Yeah. Um, I think it's second weekend of November. Uh, the weather should be perfect. I got some good guides lined up. So we ought to have a good hunt. I don't even think Greg's released it yet, so he may he may get on me for that one. <laughs> so. He'll get over. I don't think so. Any kind of advertisement would be good. And uh, I, I, I put it together. We're having it at a at a big nice place. Oh really? There. Yep. Uh, big. Well, that's something to think about, Ken. Yep. Uh, we're gonna have it at Rolling Thunder Game Calls. They they do duck and turkey calls. Nice. They have a big hunting store there in town. Uh, plenty of parking. He's gonna feed us. Um, wow. So everybody come with plenty of money to spend too. Yeah. <laughs> Buy some guns and some a few other things. But nice. Well. Let's uh, let's get on the subject that we've been talking about uh, for the past week or so. Uh, we got a big cross coming up. Um, I got a Mike Ferguson. Everybody calls him Fergie. He's got a female directly off Moose, and a female that's directly off of uh, Threesome, and a dog you mentioned a while ago, Noise Little S. It goes back to some of your some of your other stuff. And uh, you kind of got my wheels turning another day when uh, I posted a, a picture of, of of my pup off this one's litter mate. Uh, I said she's off of uh, moose and power trip. Very good looking pup. I'm a little biased because he's mine, but he's he's a good looking pup. And uh, you threw a little emoji out there <laughs> that kind of got my wheels wheels spinning. A uh, sunrise. So I've come over here. This, this female's in heat, and uh, we go into is it Smithville or Smithland? Smithville. Smithville. Well, Smithville first thing in the morning, and uh, going to breed a female directly off Wipeout Zach. People call him Moose to uh, Sunrise Semen. And what uh, a lot of people don't know, that's that's about a identical cross to as a uh, uh, O'Clone the most reproducing female in, in PKC history. So, Didn't you say that uh, that female had coma show up four times in her pedigree? Yeah, and uh, you can look on her three-generation pedigree, and um, you still see flat rock coma in her three-generation pedigree. And I say there's very, very few out there. There is, Did definitely. There ain't. That's why when, uh, when I seen that pup and, you said what it was out of. I, I at the time I didn't know what the bottom side was, and uh, well, I just seen that black mouth on that pup, and that's uh, you know, that was kind of a huge marking of the wipeout line of dogs and coma stock of dogs, and and uh, kind of caught my attention there. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you can go back four generations. You're gonna see you'll see bozo. And uh, I mean that's that's unheard of too. And I mean, um, you go back twenty years, you probably saw it quite a bit in three generations. But uh, you fast forward to twenty twenty three, I'm sure coma's been dead twenty five, close to twenty five years now. I'd say, and um, we, 
we we trying to we trying to take it back about about 20 years and see see what we can come up with i think this may be a, a huge cross it may not produce anything but um you look, at the, it does. you look at the paperwork if we, if we can get pups on the ground which we all know how this semen is but if we can get pups on the ground i think it there'll be something special out of that cross it's definitely uh, be crossed as about as in my opinion as good as as i'd want to yeah want far as my use right yeah me too. everybody likes something different but far as what i like and the way the pedigrees line up between sunrise and and her um i think i think there probably be be some big time winners out of that or hope there will be some big time winners if we can just get them here yep that's the big thing so we're gonna go first thing in the morning and hopefully get her bred she's uh she's had uh, other litters that's done done well uh, she's a good mama good healthy dog so as long as the, the doctor can do his part we everything else ought to work out and we, we can do our part here in the next few years yeah the way she's bred i we're gonna get it done it yep. might be if it ain't this time it might have to be next yep way she's bred and and uh like fergie owning her and all of y'all have been good to me and even even you mason you've you hunted a bunch of sunrise stock i remember i reckon that's like you said earlier you that's what's got you started was hunting yep. them dogs and you've had quite a few of them so you kind of know what you're looking for and and uh hopefully we can come up with something that'll start us some future i hope so try to a lot of these dogs seem to to be a little different uh, i'd say a lot of this stuff's watered down compared to what it was 20 years ago i hope we you don't see very many dogs that'll run deer in, anymore i wouldn't mind something a little wild um something that can use more of its nose a lot of the that older wipeout stuff used their nose we we know what son son done with his yeah so. i think nowadays we're seeing more a lot of ambush style dogs yep. if we can if we can get these dogs cross right to put like you said a little bit i think we get the some wildness in them and then get back to to the you know the cold nose i think i think we've bred our way out of a lot of that i think so too and that's what i'm that's what i'm looking to try to get get some of that layup style type dogs back um, some size too a little size yes. to it yeah good good big bone dogs and good healthy dogs and something that can travel right ground speed yeah so everybody listening they can start saving up now <laughs> we <laughs> yeah, plan to hope, keep we, uh, like i said i i hope hope we can get it done you know ain't nothing better than mother nature but when you're talking about past history and dogs and trying to make crosses you got sometimes you got to do what you do what you got to do right right it's the first time i've ever i've ever had one artificially bred like this but i didn't know what fergie would think about it but he was he was he was on board 100 percent. well he knows you know dealing with some of the moose semen and, and as many dogs he's bred and raised it you know like you say if you're going to go back to old roots as me and my daddy say, go back to the stump. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you you got to do that. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, I'm glad that it it's out there now where we can can have uh, 
something in past history, you know, or or dogs that was alive 20 years ago. Um, I feel like sometimes, you know, we we breed, we keep breeding these dogs and breeding them. They get close, crossed, you know. Um, I think it's good to go back generations and and try to get it started over again. Yeah. And if we can, go, if we could just get one that can do half of what some of the past ones that was crossed, like these puppies will be crossed. One of us will be sitting in the chips. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully, I, I think so. I think so. Uh, I've got big, big hopes and big expectations for it. I'd say it's going to be to be twenty twenty three. I think we're going to have some of the oldest blood there is on the ground right now if we can make it work but hopefully we can get a bunch of west tennessee boys get them one a piece and we can all no. somebody will come up with something mm -hmm. mark told me last night he'd love to have one <laughs> hey, he's a good puppy man well mark absolutely mark has started a bunch of good young dogs absolutely well i'm gonna start winding her down uh anything else you want to talk about or no um, not that I know of. I, I, I'd like to say if anybody's listening and I've if ever come and bred to any of my dogs or bought dogs from me that, that I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, without all the hunters and, and the people buying puppies and stuff, all, a lot of this, these money winnings and these records and these titles and things, they don't happen unless you got a, a pile of people that, that puts in on it yep. and uh i'm just fortunate enough to be a part of it yep. puppies not much <clears throat> with, with unless they got somebody that'll that'll put the time and, and put the work in them so owning a stud dog or, or being a breeder you gotta you gotta put them in the right hands it's key to it yeah yeah you can breed them as good as you possibly can breed them and the right hunter don't get them it don't do any good nope no what actually I, I appreciate you you let me do this and i appreciate you uh talk, talking to me and letting us letting us do this cross and like i said i hope it works this time but if not we'll we'll try it next well, he's got three of them sitting over there so yeah well i appreciate y'all you know invite you know invite me to do the podcast and and uh i appreciate y'all considering breeding to him there like I said, it's a. I feel like this cross. It, it ain't just y'all. It's me too, cause you know I, I know what I'm looking for, and that's about as close to one of my old crosses that that you're gonna yep. you're gonna make. That I know is proven and work. You know, time and time again. Right. It's like stepping stepping back in time twenty years. Absolutely. So. Well, if that's it, I'm, I'm going to sign off. I appreciate it, Ashley. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir.